This is Debbie, and welcome to another brand new episode of The Offbeat Life, where I speak to inspiring individuals who ditched the norm to live their best life and become location independent. This week, I'm really excited to speak with Danny Newman, who is a freelance writer and entrepreneur. Danny knew that he wanted to create a life where he is able to live and work from anywhere. So he took the leap and decided to start a business doing Amazon FBA. Although Danny was able to create income with Amazon FBA, the business was too inconsistent and began to rethink his options. Danny then decided to pivot and pursue his true passion as a writer. Today, Danny has a freelance writing career that is allowing him to travel the world. So listen on to find out how to start a freelance writing career and become an online entrepreneur. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this interview with Danny. Hey Danny. Hey Debbie, thanks so much for having me. How are you today? I'm really good, thank you. Really good. Yeah, it's a bit cold here in London, but otherwise it's, it's, uh, I'm doing very well. Oh my gosh, it's also really freezing here in New York City, so you and I are on the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Sure, yeah. So um, uh, I decided a while back that I really didn't want the nine to five job that wasn't really ever going to be for me. So I decided to start taking steps to try and do things, do things differently and do things in my own way. So I looked at, so I've been experimenting with making my own business and, uh, and then traveling a lot in the meantime, combining those two. Uh, and yeah, so I'm just about to start on a digital nomad journey um, of my own, which I, I'm really excited about. That is so exciting. I can't believe you're about to do that soon. And congratulations on that. How are you able to start a business for yourself? How are you able to start creating income for yourself in that aspect? When I first decided to go down this route, I was I started playing with lots of different ideas. I started looking at ways to make uh, as much well to make money without necessarily spending my time doing so so I was looking at passive income opportunities and after sort of toing and froing between the different ways of doing that I stumbled across uh, Amazon FBA and that as a business model which, which ticked a lot of boxes for me it's a it's a way of earning money in a relatively simple way once you're set up with that and, uh, and it enables you to travel and and send inventory into Amazon and earn money as you go without actually having to touch the product and whatnot so I, I started started getting involved in that and that's what I've sort of had my uh, had my hands tied up in over the last year or so um, but then also looking at blogging as well as a, as a means of getting into affiliate marketing and whatnot and any other way uh, that I might be able to start earning some money uh, without having to spend that much time uh, in the process um, and alongside that I started freelancing as well so uh, I think it, it's about really experimenting and trying to find the, the best way to make it work for me. And uh, it's an ongoing process, but uh, getting closer, narrow, narrowing it down <laughs> over time. <laughs> what kind of freelance work are you doing? I'm a freelance writer, but it's uh, slightly different for me, actually, because I write for a company called The Hoff, 
which is US-based. And they provide, uh, they've got a team of writers that provide the content for different websites and companies around the world. And so it's a, it's a means of, so I write these SEO titles and write these blog articles for all sorts of different places around the world and enables me to travel as I go and I can decide how much I, I want to work and whatnot. So yeah, it's worked out really well so far. And I'm hoping to sort of grow the freelance stuff out as well alongside that. Um, so that, that's almost contracted work, I suppose. And then I'm hoping that I can get myself moving into freelance writing stuff, but more of more personally found stuff as well. That's one of the hardest things as a writer, because I've interviewed a lot of writers. And when you're first starting out, having contracted work is always hard to do some revenue that you can have consistently every single month. And Mm -hmm. that's really one of the things that a lot of writers want, right? Is that consistent income every month instead of just pitching every single week, every single day, because that takes a lot of work and energy. Now, how are you able to find a company that also gives you that consistent income and that revenue I I guess I probably got lucky I mean I was um I had never heard of these guys before and then as I was really focusing in because I I knew I wanted to travel some more I knew I didn't want to be in the UK I knew I wanted to explore but I also with that knew that I needed to get some stable income coming in or at least find a a way that was going to bring me some more money in alongside the Amazon stuff, which I was sort of half moving away from, actually. And so I, I ended up just making, uh, just doing tons of applications online. I was, there's a website called problogger.com, which has got tons of different uh, opportunities for, for people who want to get into writing. Uh, and I knew that I wanted to write. That's that's, that's how I decided I wanted to, to, to go about my freelance stuff. And just one of these applications was with this company called The Hoff. And after a, sort of a, an application process after that, I ended up as part of the team. So I, I feel really lucky because you're absolutely right. It does mean that I don't have to constantly pitch and it gives me a bit more security when I travel that I can have some level of guaranteed income as I, as I go, as I move. That's a beautiful thing. That's what we all want, right? <laughs> Especially as a freelancer, because it's never mm. really consistent. Now, let's go back to the Amazon FBA and also be sure to check out the extended interview with Danny, because we are going to dive deeper into that and your process with that as well. What is making you transition away from Amazon FBA to becoming a writer and doing your blog full time? It's probably a couple of things, really. I mean, the main one, so there's all sorts of different ways you can go about the Amazon FBA stuff. Uh, And uh, I'm sure you'll ask more about it in the extended part of the interview. Um, But I chose to go about it by doing uh, private label products where you get a product made up for you, usually in somewhere like China, because you can get it made a lot cheaper and you ship it to your country. So I had it made up in China and shipped to the UK. And the more I started thinking about it, the more I got involved in this process, I started feeling a little bit uneasy about the ethical side of things and how it matches up with the way I want to live my life environmentally and whatnot as well. And just the process of shipping stuff um, across the world and not necessarily being able to to guarantee the, the, the state of affairs in the factories that I was talking to and working with and I started feeling a little bit uneasy with with um, the person, how that lined up with my my life and the way I want to go about my values and whatnot. And at the same time, I'd massively underestimated um, the importance of doing seasonal products. So I, I I was trying to create products in the travel niche to match my blog, 
and it, I, I massively underestimated it. So I ended up doing having a what's effectively a summer product made up and had it uh, unleashed into Amazon come January, and it, it was just you know, it was crickets, <laughs> it was tumbleweed for a while. So I, I ended up just because it wasn't uh, making enough sales, I really needed to sort of reevaluate and and have a rethink as well about you know what am I going to do if this isn't going to be my primary source of income and what do I enjoy doing uh, I love writing I love that part of the blog I, I'm passionate about that um, maybe I maybe I should pursue that instead so it's a combination and there's a lot of different ways to go about by you know Amazon FBA and you're right when it's seasonal there's definitely a lot of risk that you're taking in on that if you weren't able to sell all of your inventory so that's something that can be really nerve-wracking especially if you're just starting out for sure and we'll talk more about that on the extended interview let's go to when you first started becoming a freelancer and obviously you're doing that now and then you're going to transition to becoming digital nomad and you're going to be traveling all over the world what has been the biggest setbacks to you so far and how do you usually handle them what's well, interesting for me this is all it's all relatively new for me i mean the decision to, to try this and to move into the digital nomad stuff especially is only really about six months old in my decision making process so that that was one thing I suppose that getting used to that idea of, of doing this was, was something in itself that was it took a bit of getting used to because in the past I've done nine to five work and whatnot and just transitioning into this idea of actually being location independent and whatnot yeah different to what I'm doing and actually it's very different to what most of the people I know do so that that's been something that stood out to me as well how I feel like I, I'm sort of going against the grain a little bit in terms of what my uh, friends are doing in their lives and questioning if I'm making the right decision and whether or not somehow regret not having the stability that you might get from a nine to five and a, a really steady source of income and career progression and whatnot in that sense. I'm pretty sure I won't <laughs> regret this decision <laughs> at all, but I've, uh, it's occurred to me. And then with, with it, I suppose, also practical stuff as well. So finding the freelance stuff, there was a period where I really didn't know if I was going to be able to find anything. I, I had a, a date that I wanted to leave by or uh, I knew I wanted to, to leave as, as quickly as I could. And then uh, I sort of struck gold with this with this position that we talked about earlier with the Hoth. And if I hadn't got that, I think I would have been really up in the air about how I would have made enough to, to get me by. And if I wanted to travel long term without just eating away at my savings, then uh, I might have been struggling a little bit more. I, I decided as part of this to start getting rid of all of my stuff. So I thought I'd why not do the typical stuff and sell all my things or get rid of all my stuff and get down to a backpack and try and try and go about this as simply as possible as, as far as how I yeah how much I own and uh, and how how much stuff I take with me so that, that that's caused some some challenges as well <laughs> well at least you're gonna make money from that right selling that's all of true. your yeah. stuff that's yeah, extra yeah. income you're gonna have <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I that's think true. we all face that as aspiring entrepreneurs, aspiring freelancers. And I'm also in that same boat because I'm about to leave mm. my nine to five, my steady income as well. And you're wow. always, you're yeah. always afraid of where the next paycheck is going to come from. And to That's have it. something yeah. steady as a freelancer, as an entrepreneur is something very rare. 
yeah, and, especially as you're getting set up. Yeah, it? for sure. But then if you also think about it, even in your nine to five, it's never really steady, right? Because you can lose your job, something can happen, and you have to redo it all over again. So nothing, honestly, is ever 100 percent fail proof and there's never any real security but if you can do this then you can do anything <laughs> yeah i've got my fingers crossed <laughs> i've got my fingers crossed definitely. <laughs> and it's also good just to try it you never know you may really love it or you may decide that you want to go back to your nine to five because it's what you need i think i think that's absolutely right just i think going about and, and trying new things and, and and just giving it a shot just so i don't look back in 10, 20, 30 years time and think, oh, blimey, that would have been fun to go and travel the world and, and live with a bit of insecurity as well. I think that, I think it's important. I think it's fun. It's, it's the essence of adventure, isn't it? To really go about and step into the unknown. Big thing for me is about time. I think it's, as people get caught up in the idea of having that steady income, that steady money. But for me, it's a massive sacrifice to your time if you're if you're spending your day working in a job, especially if it's a job you don't necessarily like. I think if you if you love your job, it, it's, it's different. But if you're doing something you're not set on, then you're just you're spending your time in a way that um, it's not necessarily worth the money in my mind um, that might come with it. Because you're always going to have that regret and the stress and the not knowing and the what ifs, and I think that takes a lot more toll in you than not having a steady income because you can always make money you can always go back to a nine to five but you know having the guts to do this and to actually try something that you're fearful of and I think that's what stops a lot of us is because of that mm. fear that we have of the unknown and it's the scariest part of our life honestly <laughs> mm. no I, I, I definitely agree definitely agree with that so now that you're embarking in this new journey in your life, I'm sure you've talked to a lot of friends and family. What has been the worst advice that you have ever received? I've been quite lucky, actually. I, I, I've not, in part, because I, I don't know many people who've done something similar. I think most people have been really supportive, to be honest. And my family, especially, they've been great. Every step of the way, they've been sort of behind me. In terms of bad advice I've received, it's not so much advice, but always hesitation and I suppose some questions about if it's the if it's the right decision I think sometimes for, for some people who are sort of caught up in career progression and, and moving ahead with their lives in that way which I, I don't think there's anything wrong with at all I don't know I, I wonder if there's a level of uncertainty and questioning and that's listed in them for when they see someone who goes off and does something a little bit different you know should I be doing that am I doing the right thing and whatnot so I've had a, a couple of times I've had conversations I've not felt like the person's really understood why I'm doing it or what I'm doing it for and that's probably as close as I've come to sort of any neg any negativity at all or any sort of bad advice about this in the slightest and I think it's also curiosity and sometimes other people want to do it too, but maybe they don't have, or maybe they're not in that right, right state of mind yet, or they're also very fearful of it. And they're looking at you like, wow, I can't believe Danny's doing this. <laughs> How are you able to do this? <laughs> yeah, it, yeah it, it may well be. And I, I've speaking to someone recently and, and they were, they were expressing stuff like that. It doesn't feel like a brave call for me. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily feel like I'm 
doing something that uh, that requires a huge amount of courage. Uh, I think uh, objectively, I think it probably does. But the way I'm operates in my mind, it's, it's really the most logical thing for me to do. I mean, it just seems like this. It's the only thing that makes sense for me. I can't, I can't picture myself at a desk during you know five days a week, six days a week, stressed out about you know deadlines and targets and uh, whatever else so for me i'd almost feel it's almost in my mind it's almost braver to do something like that it it seems way more (laughs) obvious and clear in my mind that you know travel and move around and that adventurously your life changes as you grow and then sometimes it's right for now sometimes you never know you may go back to your nine to five later but whatever it is that you want to do you should definitely do it now when you have the opportunity to do it so Let's fast forward to 50 years from now, Danny, and you're looking back at your life. (laughs) What legacy would you like to leave and what do you want to be remembered for? I'd like to be seen as someone who made the most of the present moment, who didn't live with regret, who lived a life not purely for themselves and who tried to help other people out as well along the way, really tried to to seize everything that um, that life that was on the table, really, and uh, not let anything get away from him. Um, to live a full life, full and happy existence, really, having seen a lot and done a lot of different stuff. Yeah, and you're starting it right now, right? You're about to embark on this next journey where you are going to be seeing a lot of things and hopefully also helping a lot of people along the way. So this is such an exciting time for you, Danny. <laughs> oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah, no, it is. It definitely is. So let's get to some fun questions. Some people, some people like myself, I nerd out on interviewing, inspiring people like you and hiking. What about you, Danny? What do you nerd out on? What I've got so engrossed in um, making a murderer. Have you watched the Netflix? <gasps> oh my series? god! Yes, I, I also nerd stop. out on true crime. Like I'm obsessed yeah, with massively. true crime stuff. <laughs> Me too. I, I can't. I can't get enough of it. Honestly, I'm. I was, I was up to about one in the morning last night watching the end of season two of Making a Murderer. <laughs> Incredible. But so that's something I've recently nerded out to massively. <laughs> but I think when I first got involved in the Amazon stuff, that was uh, looking into passive income and all of these things. I got really engrossed in that side of things too. And I was always reading books about it, listening to podcasts and Uh, watching videos, anything I could get my hands on to really uh, learn and figure out exactly what I needed to do. And it became a little bit um, borderline obsessive, maybe, (laughs) how much I was doing. But I definitely nerded out over that. And and yes, I suppose just doing things a bit differently as well and and, and traveling. What has been the most interesting job that you've ever had? And what was the best thing that you've learned from it? The last job I had was in a, in a mental health charity. It was intense, but it was fascinating and, and massively rewarding. And I worked with some amazing people. So I was, I was working, um, it's called Mind, and uh, it's a national charity in the UK for people with mental health uh, issues. And uh, we worked setting up a new project or working on a relatively new project where uh, clients would come in and there'd be a network of, of groups and activities that they could get involved in uh, for a set period of time to sort of work and, um, you know, helping them in their recovery, essentially. I was only there for about 10, 11 months, it was under a year, but I think it helps you You learn about yourself as well as something else I, I got from the experience. I mean, just 
I think I was really lucky to work with some sort of vicinity as uh, as psychologists and psychotherapists and just other people doing the same role as me who all had lots to share and give. And as part of that, you automatically come away understanding a bit more about yourself. And I think that's really crucial for understanding what you want to do and and how you operate and and how what's going to work for you and what isn't and, and, and how you want to go about living your life as well I think so really valuable in that regard as well is there any question you wish people asked you more of maybe a little bit more about the process of all the things you've been asking me today I think all the process of doing things differently and and what that means and I mean people are often really interested since I've started talking more about being a digital nomad quite a lot of people have asked more about what that means and and what my motivations were for um for doing it were and um and what actually is to be a digital nomad what are you working on currently that is really exciting to you my blog um that that's something that's been exciting me for a long time uh growing that out and 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 seeing seeing where that's going to go it's a long lengthy process and i'd massively underestimated everything about it when i first uh, embarked on that on that process that journey but i mean it's it's fundamentally exciting for me. I, I, I get real kicks out of it and the prospects of growing it and seeing what that might mean and what it might look like in future. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? I, I'm on Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest as well, all under uh, the name Coddy Womp as well. So it's probably the best places to, to catch up with me. Thank you so much, Danny, for talking to us today. I really appreciate it. Ah, no, thank you so much, Debbie. It's been a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Danny. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the extended interview with Danny where he shares how to set up an Amazon FBA business. Offbeat family, I really appreciate you listening to this episode. I would love to hear more from you and what you think of the podcast. Suggestions on guests, topics we can discuss, or maybe you just want to be friends. Why don't we chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life or send me a message at hello at theoffbeatlife.com. I can't wait to hear from you.